Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Varying Viewpoints podcast series, sponsored by the Samuel DeWitt Proctor Institute for Leadership, Equity, and Justice at the Rutgers Graduate School of Education. I'm your host, Natalie, and I serve as the communications assistant at the Proctor Institute and the Rutgers Center for Minority Serving Institutions. I have the pleasure to be here with our lovely guest, Joy Brewster, from the Student Veterans of America. Um, she's the program coordinator at SVA, um, and uh, I'd love to have you kind of introduce yourself and, and talk about how you got started with the SVA. Absolutely. So my name, again, is Joy Brewster. Um, I started at SVA in May, so not too long ago. Um, I actually worked with SVA a few times because I used to work um, with one of my good friends down at the University of North Carolina in Wilmington. And that's how I first found what SVA was. Um, that at the time I was a suicide prevention program manager for the North Carolina National Guard. And so a lot of my efforts for uh, suicide prevention was making sure that everyone had it, you know, resources that they needed. And SVA, you know, kind of fell into my lap and I was very excited about it. Uh, and from there, I, you know, hopped around a little bit. I worked for Blue Star Families. You know, I had to PCS to England with my husband and we got back here and I was looking for jobs and I saw this one open and I was like, I'm probably not going to get picked, but I'm going to apply anyway. So I applied and I got it and I was like, awesome, let's go. And so I've, I've been loving it ever since. That's awesome. That's amazing. Um, so if the viewers don't know what uh, SVA is, what the Student Veterans of America is, could you give us some information about SVA, how you started and what it is that you do? Absolutely. So SVA, again, is Student Veterans of America. Um, we are mission focused on empowering student veterans, um, and we're also committed to providing an educational experience that goes beyond the classroom. We help with a lot of um, policy and uh, professional development. We have programs and events. Uh, we have something going on for 9-11 um, Day of Service coming up soon. We just uh, finished our regional summits, and then we have Leadership Institute coming up. We have a dedicated network of more than 1,500 on-campus chapters in all 50 states and four different countries. And so we really represent more than 750,000 student veterans, most of them post 9-11 using their GI Bill. But we also represent their families um, and military affiliated students and those who, you know, want to be allies and really, you know, like work with the military community. So we really aim to inspire yesterday's warriors by connecting student veterans with a community and a like-minded and with our like-minded chapter leaders. We push a lot of, you know, relationship building and partnership and really being able to, to cement their feet in whatever community that they may be in, be it on campus or off campus. Um, our leaders are incredibly passionate um, they work to provide a lot of necessary resources, um, network support, and advocacy to make sure that our student veterans can effectively connect, expand their skills, and then, of course, you know, achieve their greatest potential and, you know, what they're looking for, either, you know, post-service or, um, or working within their, their spouse or their dad or their mom or whoever being in the service currently. Wow, that's beautiful. Um, so I hear you mentioning um, chapters and policy. 
Can you explain that some more, please? Absolutely. So uh, a thing about student veterans is we have an amazing campus network. Um, so what we do is we have our 1500 on campus chapters and we help them to really connect with their campus. And we teach them about, you know, if it's two year or four year undergrad or graduate and really looking at their campus culture and helping them to navigate one going from, as we say, boots to books. Um, and, and then really navigating that, that area and then helping them with, you know, if they have disabilities that, that they, that they may need more, um, accommodations for and helping them to advocate for themselves and making sure that they have that voice there, that that's on campus and really helping them to, um, understand that, that they have more voice, uh, with them being on campus and understanding how campus life truly works. Because a lot of our students are, you know, if they're coming out of the military, they may have served, you know, four, eight, 12, 20, 30 years. And, you know, going back to school is something that's, you know, completely different from them as opposed to someone who's coming fresh out of high school. And so what we do is we like to make sure that they understand what is available, available for them on campus and really moving forward um, with the campus process. And then with our policy, this is where we, we truly, uh, truly shine for our student veterans that are on campus. Um, we send out uh, information. Uh, we, we send out surveys to get information from our student veterans and their families. And we gather all that data. And then we use it to advocate for them. And, you know, we ask them questions that is going to help with influencing policy. And, and influencing, you know, assistance for them and asking them, you know, what do you need? Like, what can we do to make things better for you? Um, we've helped with the GI Bill and getting the forever GI Bill. We've helped with COVID initiatives also um, because the GI Bill is written very specifically. And we knew that it would disproportionately affect student veterans and those using their GI Bill. And so we said, all right, how is this affecting you? Give us the information. They give us the information. We put it together and, and we go to the Hill and, and campaign and advocate for these student veterans. And a lot of times what we're able to do is get things, you know, changed and, and get that turnaround with our, our COVID turnaround was incredibly quick especially speaking from a government perspective, um, because government can, you know, that they like to drag their feet as many student veterans know. And so getting that in a quick turnaround was incredibly important for us and to be able to give out to all of our student veterans that are using their, uh, their post 9-11 bill. And then of course, you know, working with campus initiatives and working with the community. Um, we just had our CEO, Jared Lyon, speak at the National Conference for the American Legion. And so, you know, we, we make sure that we are connecting, you know, at government and state levels, as well as, you know, asking our chapters to connect at their community level. That's incredible. Wow. Thank you for sharing. Um, so I hear you talking a little bit about how there are student veterans already at campuses across the country and you kind of help them, um, you know, get the proper resources that they need. Could you speak to how there are student veterans uh, already represented at minority serving institutions? Absolutely. So this is an area that we are incredibly excited to um, already be on and then giving a, a little more focus on also. 
Um, we, we strive to be one of the most inclusive student organizations nationwide. Um, of course, we represent student veterans, you know, their service family members, um, their families. Um, we represent survivors and caregivers and, you know, supporters and from all areas and walks of life to make sure that we are inclusive, you know, nationally and then also locally. Um, I myself, I'm a military spouse. Um, that is a whole different area that we have to navigate. And, um, and I'm a military spouse that works in the military sector. And a lot of times, you know, that comes with a, it, how, how are they going to perceive me? You know, am I going to feel included? You know, and, and, and is my voice going to be heard? And a lot of times those are the same feelings that we have student veterans going back to campus um, feeling. And so we want to make sure that, that we're giving them that, that feeling that, that not only are they feeling like they're being heard, but also their, their, their words matter. So by focusing on our minority serving institutions, we can ensure that our, our data and our research and our policy priorities and all of our programs that they have a representative of the entire student veteran population at the foundation. The military is incredibly diverse. Um, we have all walks of life. We have immigrants. Um, we have those who are, you know, either just getting their green card. And then we have those who are, you know, like 11th, 12th, 13th generation Americans that have been here. And, you know, they can date back their time to, you know, post-Civil War. And, and so we want to make sure that we are including all of our student veterans in, in our data because the more accurate data and the more representation that we have, the more that we're able to help, you know, student veterans as, as a whole. Um, we were very excited that um, our most current student veteran um, of the year is actually at a minority serving institution in Nevada. So it's, it's something that we like to make sure that, you know, we, we know that they're there and sometimes getting to them is, is kind of where our, our issue is. And so being able to get to them and hearing their voices and using that to affect, you know, positive change for everyone is something that we want to maintain. Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely something that, you know, we as the general public don't always think about as, uh, you know, veterans being so diverse and especially student veterans. Um, and so th thank you for highlighting that work. Mm -hmm. So uh, I know that you just stepped into this new role as a uh, DEI specialist at SVA, um, which means you work on um, issues focused around diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, so could you speak to what types of changes regarding DEI, among others, uh, that student veterans at minority serving institutions can bring? This is, this is a great question. Um, I... So I will tell you, I um, have been a DEI advocate for a very long time. Um, it, it's something that you know I've done throughout me working for the military. I did it over in England, uh, where I had to advocate for myself um, and uh, really go into their their hospitals and what they were doing and telling them that that they weren't being inclusive at all. And it was it was a very interesting thing to see the lack of representation that where where I was. And that's one reason why they they sent us back early is because they were like, you know, that this isn't it wasn't a safe situation. 
And so for us, you know, getting those voices from veterans on minority minority serving institutions really gives us that representation and, and gives us, you know, those numbers that we need in order to count everyone. Um, many people who've worked with government know that the government, they, they, they count every single bean. And, and if we don't have all of our beans for the research, then it's, it's not easy for us to be able to advocate for those students, and especially on minority serving institutions. And so we know that there are minority groups um, and, that, and that, they, that there are areas where they are overrepresented in the student veteran population, especially among women. Um, women in the student veteran population are, are just, they are doing absolutely phenomenal work. Um, but because these groups have been historically excluded from higher education, we weren't able to really get good data when the GI Bill started. And so being able to get that data now and like roll it into what's going on right now with the GI Bill is essential for making sure that our GI Bill grows the way that our student veteran population is growing. And, and so then we can miss these perspectives from these students because of how things have been historically. And, you know, many, I mean, it's, it's systemic. And unfortunately, that that's how it has been, but we're working to change that to make it better. And so by focusing on these minority serving institutions, you know, we can make sure that that we're getting it and that that we're being that um, that all inclusive representation for those student veterans. I truly want to make sure that we are getting the voices of every single student veteran that we can reach. And getting them, especially from MSIs, really helps with understanding the different, you know, the the different areas of where all of our student veterans are at any given situ in any given situation. So we may have some that, you know, some that are parents, some that aren't parents, you know, some that are working full time along with being in school, some that are still active duty. We may have reservists and some that are just fall into the category as a whole. And you know, as a mom myself, so I, I have three boys, they're eight, five, and 11 months as an, you know, an active duty military spouse and someone who was in school myself for a PhD. I know exactly how expensive childcare plus school plus living can be. And so we, and we, we need that information from our student veterans to be able to take to the Hill and truly advocate for them. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's beautiful. So I hear you talking a little bit about student voice and this idea of student voice. Um, so could you speak to how student veterans can bring about change specifically on their MSI campuses? Absolutely. Um, uh, one big thing is, of course, again, representation, um, but also it's, it's, you know, helping with their campus culture. Um, and this can be at MSIs or PWIs and then making sure that that those who who are um, on campus are really able to, you know, work together, but also work with their campus and understand that there are going to be some people who are on campuses who do not understand, you know, what a student veteran is. And, um, and I had that happen to me, granted, I'm not a student veteran, but, you know, when I was in my undergrad, I had someone who was, you know, not happy that I was wearing a Navy sweatshirt on campus. And it was because of the campus culture. And, and so this is, to me is, is very important to really help, you know, create and, and mitigate for that 
military-civilian divide that we see so many times. Um, and often from our data, um, when we get our responses back, they are from PWIs, and which is great. I mean, we, we of course we need this data, but we miss the opportunity to get a you know a robust picture of what needs are common to all of our institutions of higher learning across this across the board. Um, and from an SVA national headquarters side, our policy it impacts higher education, it impacts the GI Bill, it directly impacts student veterans and anyone who's using the post 9-11 GI Bill. At the local level, um, student veterans have a lot of clout. Um, they have a lot of, of um, they have a lot of voice. Um, they have a lot of people looking for them because of their experiences prior to coming to school or prior to going back to school. Um, there have been pushes for veterans for quite some time now, both in the professional development area um, and in, in the community and really being able to, to you know, lift this population, um, which is only you know, about like two, three percent of the entire population is consistent of veterans, which is not a very large number. But when you look at the numbers as a whole, when you compare it, it it's, it's a lot of people. And you know they come with a wealth of knowledge and experiences to share with other students and the administration. And again, it really takes breaking this military-civilian divide that, that we've seen and really building those relationships and building those partnerships. And you know, bringing about change on their campuses can only happen if they know how to use their voice and they have the resources to do so and they know where to go. Uh, a lot of things that, uh, something that we say very often is you don't know what you don't know. And many, you know, many student veterans that are going back to school, they, they simply don't know. And you know, us being there to tell them, you know, hey, you know, go to, you know, your your career center on campus to help with the resume. You know, you have a year free of LinkedIn premium. Here's how to set it up. Um, you know, if, if you're looking for something that's more uh, tech based, uh, you that this might be helpful for you. And, and really giving them that guidance is something that that we know is helpful. But then making sure that they're bringing about changes locally and, and helping with you know, that representation as a whole, and then using their voice. Um, a lot of student veterans, like once you once you start talking to someone else, they're more likely to want to, to want to participate. And bringing about the change on, you know, MSI campuses just starts with, you know, one student saying, hey, I'm a part of SBA and, you know, I am a minority veteran just like you are. How can we work together to make things better? Um, and so then once those relationships are built on campus, then we can see student veterans represented in, you know, administrative meetings, in student government, in Greek organizations, you know, in, in campuses, you know, in different organizations across campus. And then, you know, really giving that support to even new student veterans that might be coming in or new dependents that might be coming in. Or um, I actually just saw on LinkedIn where someone is going back to school and, you know, they are like 57 years old and they're going to be a student veteran. And they're like, you know, I'm excited to go back, but I also want to make sure that, that I'm being connected. And one of those things is, you know, being connected through SBA and then integrating with the campus 
to create and facilitate, you know, both a cultural change and administrative support and that everything becomes natural from there. And, you know, things just keep moving up. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, So I did want to highlight for folks listening that SVA and the Center for Minority Serving Institutions, as well as the Proctor Institute, will be working together to increase visibility of the resources SVA can provide for student veterans, especially at MSIs. Uh, So what do you see as long and short-term goals for student veterans at MSIs, as well as this partnership? So one, let me say that uh, we are incredibly excited to be working with you. Um, We have had tons of meetings, um, and and every time that we talk about something that's going on or something new, we're always like super excited and super pumped, and we're like, oh yeah, we can do this, this, and this, and there's like ideas flying off everywhere. So, so being able to to partner um, with your organization has been an absolute just joy for us here. Also, um, I can say that in the near term, SBA wants to ensure that all student veterans understand their resources um, that are available to them and understand the power that an SBA chapter gives to a student veteran success. Um, we have a lot of data that shows that, you know, just participating in any kind of organization on campus really helps with the success of the student and and creating this um, creating this connection can can help with aside from just success, but also help with them, you know, feeling like 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 they're doing something that is is going to be worthwhile. And we want all of our student veterans to be on campus and and enjoy being on campus. Um, And of course, this sounds largely self-serving to SBA, but we know that that students and all students, you know, do better in a school where they have a better positive experience and, you know, where they participate on campus. Um, I, I, I made this joke with my supervisor. I'm like, so yeah, so we're, just, we're building morale on campus. It's literally what we're doing. And she was like, Joy, please don't. But it's true. It's, it's what we're doing is, is we're building that morale for our students. Um, and, and then we, we've noticed that a lot of student veterans, they, they don't engage while they're in school. And it's, it's for one reason or another, you know, they have those blinders that lead them straight to class. You know, you go to class, you go to graduation, like they're super mission focused. And it's like, I go to class, I do homework, I get to graduate. Like, and it's just, and like, those are the three things. And, or, or it's just, you know, I'm a lot older than these students here and I don't feel like I belong. Or, you know, I have so much lived experience already and I don't feel like I belong. And, 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 and that sense of, you know, where do I fit in? And so uh, for another a short term goal for us is just, you know, to help the student veterans remove those blinders and really be able to focus on enjoying their time on campus and, of course, getting to graduation. But, you know, having a voice, you know, being able to tell their story, sharing their experiences and then being able to connect with, you know, other veterans on campus and their campus as a whole. Because there's going to be times when they're going to be like, oh, I need a letter of recommendation. You know, I, I may need help with, you know, the VA. Um, there, there may be a time when another student or another military member says, hey, what do you like about your campus? And, and can you show me around? Um, and, and that is something that we want them to be able to, to really be able to be engaged with. Um, 
And then, of course, we always have we have long term goals also because that, of course, we do. Um, so here we, we want to ensure that all veterans feel free to be empowered and use all of their earned benefits awarded to them because of the service that they provided to this country. Um, we have data where some people aren't using all of their benefits. And, you know, like and, and I tell I, I've told this to people like, like you earned those benefits, use them, you know, like it's it's there for you to use. And we have a lot of student veterans that will say, well, you know, I didn't want to deal with the government anymore. And, you know, we get that. We, we understand that. However, you know, those those things are going to help you be successful post military. Um, we are truly aiming to to ensure that these conversations we have, you know, with governments, nonprofits, corporate partners, we want them to be inclusive of all voices. And so we need those students on MSIs to truly give us their voice and give us their data and, and let us help them at our level and then also let us help them at their level. Because if we don't have the information, it's harder for us to help them. So if they help us, we can help them. Um, we, we are making sure that, that, that we're bringing their voices to an area where it can truly be heard. Um, our data informs what we say. And so the increased attention to women and racial and ethnic minorities, specifically women of color, who are often, you know, precluded from using benefits, will inform policy. It will inform our programs, and it helps with initiative decisions um, to be inclusive and and be of the specific needs of all of these student veterans. And it also allows us to enhance the experience in in you know with transforming higher education. There's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of government and policy that goes into this, and I know that it can seem a little, you know, a little daunting or a little dry, but that area is the area where we can really and truly make sure that change comes from the top down. And, and if we're able to do that, and, you know, the more information that we get and the more voices that we hear, we're able to, to really, truly advocate for them. I, I recently just was able to work with um, a student at Howard University and really, you know, helping her with her voice and making sure that she was heard and, you know, truly moving, you know, helping with moving their process along. And, and, and it's one of those things where she was like, she's like, I didn't even know that, you know, you guys existed. And I'm like, well, we're here, you know, tell, tell all your friends so that, so that we can help you. But then she's like, I don't know that many student veterans on campus. And that's something that we really want to help with alleviating, too, is that knowing who is on campus that is going to be, you know, your, your student veteran tribe and, and creating that that all, you know, holistic, inclusive experience for all of our student veterans on MSIs and their families and, and their allies. And, and they're out there. It's just making sure that that we find them and we bring them all together. Absolutely. Well, we certainly hope that you can achieve your goals and that, you know, we can achieve these goals together because um, we're so happy to be working with you as well. Um, so thank you so much, Joy, for your time, your wisdom and your voice. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to mention before we leave today? Um, I think the, the biggest thing is um, that we hope that everyone gets to tune in for the rest of them. Uh, we'll have our CEO on next time. Um, he is an amazing speaker. He has so much wisdom and so much to say. I'm so 
very lucky to have such an amazing CEO. Um, and I, I hope that, you know, this, this continues for a very long time and we're able to, to truly get that information that we need to, to affect the changes that we need and keep working together. Perfect. Thank you. Well, we hope so too. Um, so thank you so much again, Joy, um, and have a, a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. You too.